Okay, got my pillow. I'm chilling. Got my phone charging. Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> Killbox Studios. Yeah. What up? Pressure. Representing my homie, DJ Miss Hoodie. What's good? The girl get a grind on, man, for real. Check it. Queens in the building, stand up. Tell me, have you seen her? Who stepped in the arena? Miss Hoodie serving, he crossed the net like Serena. And everything she played is great. So let the haters hate. Virus in a database, scrambling a data rate. Plus I got your back like scoliosis Pressure got the antidote, be careful of the dosage The girl is everywhere, yup, every known geography Plus she get a swerve on with zero toxicology The hottest beat, hoodie and pressure in the building Of course the competition's mad, we meant to hurt your feelings We see through all the politics, the truth is so revealing We underground as hell, you hear us banging on the ceiling Queens representative, Arizona resident Call up a detective, truth is in the evidence And evidently present is a force that makes you hesitant Miss Hoodie's red light is on, destruction is eminence yo what's going on everyone it is your girl audrey alquenva getting at you guys on february 27th 2020 and you are listening to the why run podcast this is episode 31 of Mean Dreams, Mean People, part 4, segment B. I know I never do segments. This is like the first time ever. <laughs> Why segments? I thought it was a good idea. Um, I recorded... Um, part four segment a yesterday and I didn't get everything out I <laughs> did the podcast and it was about an hour long and I didn't want to continue talking about it over an hour because you know you guys got things to do and <laughs> I was tired like uh, my butt, my ass was hurting. And talking about my abilities and things like that in episode 30 was taking a lot out of me. So, yeah, I was just done. Like, I was just, <laughs> I thought I, I would have the strength to, to do it. But obviously, no. <laughs> And you guys will not believe where I'm at right now. Like, I'm currently laying in bed with my mini pillows doing this podcast laying down on my tablet. <laughs> um, I am quite comfortable. I'm not hurting. <laughs> I'm not in pain. I'm very happy that I can do this while finishing part four <laughs> um so yeah i tried 
recording this a few minutes ago in my office on that donut in my office chair and my ass was not having it Uh, last night when I was driving home the donut was actually cutting off the circulation in my legs and I don't know how but I believe it's possible that the donut was stressing out my entire body that my arms and my hands started to feel numb. So I pulled over on the freeway. <laughs> on the freeway, I pulled over and I pulled that fucking donut out from under my ass. And I had to drive the rest of the way home in pain. So today was kind of like a rest day. Like I stayed off of my ass most of the day. And yo, I cannot understand why or how people can just lay the fuck around all day. Laying around all day is so fucking boring. Yo, and when I first talked about my injury on my voice blog, which you guys can go check it out, it's still up on my website, com. Press play on that voice blog because <laughs> that's like, it, I mean, if you're curious to know about my injury, it's like 28 minutes long. Um, Yeah, like it's... It's tough. Like when I mentioned in that voice blog that I make money sitting on my ass. Like I paint while I sit on my ass (laughs) and I drive Uber and obviously you have to sit on your ass driving and driving is so fucking painful for me right now. And it's like even if I wanted to sit on a couch, laid back, kick back. Uh, reading a book or crocheting or like I can't do anything yo but fucking lay around and it sucks it just fucking sucks all you lazy people out there you get no props and I don't know how you guys can just do this shit you guys are fucking basic ugh I hate this. I I hate, I could not live this life. Could not. Absolutely not. But, um, yeah, kind of, um, getting off topic (laughs) because there's going to be quite a few things that I need to get out in this episode. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing a dream that I had uh, when I was in junior high or high school. Um, they're more like dreams, but they're very short dreams. And I believe that they had to do with the Catholic religion. Um, I am not Catholic, but I respect all religions. And I think because I 
well, then I didn't understand uh, the Catholic religion. Because of that, these dreams just really stuck with me for a really long time. And it was very scary and I'll never forget it. But that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode along with my prophecy. And um, I hope I don't cry. (laughs) I might. Um, It is quite sad but I'm going to tell you guys right now that I've spent the last few years accepting that it just might happen for me and so far it's been true to what's been written on the walls what's been passed down from my ancestors all right so stay tuned the first dream that i remember is very quite difficult for me to explain. I will try to explain the best way that I can. Um, Maybe it's not important. I just feel like it's strange. Um, And I want to say this. um, Well, first, please, just listen to me. Um, I feel like this is really important, alright? Um, because I'm going to be sharing something, um, dark, but it's not too dark. But what I want to tell you guys right now is, before I tell you guys, please protect yourselves right now. Just, just do it. Um, you know, just whatever you do say think about or pray to whatever it is that you do to protect yourself do it right now okay if you have to pause this to protect yourself in a prayer if you need to grab um your religious object or anything of that nature just feel free to do so right now um i just don't want you guys hurt or i don't want my experience to follow you guys okay thanks for hearing me out And now, um, on with the dream. The first dream that I had, I felt like it was a game. Um, so imagine a maze, okay? 
and imagine a maze that goes up and down like tears you know like you like steps if you will but it just goes up and down like a wave the best way that i can god it don't even i don't even know how to put this into words maybe it's not important but what i will say is i felt like i was on an island of black rocks or mountains and there was like an iron fence and i had to climb up these um very steep stairs up this mountain just to get over a black iron gate so at the top of the stairs that i was climbing it's like i i was at the top of the gate and it's like at the top of the stairs was like a little area but to it it doesn't go anywhere like it just stops right there but there are steps but it goes back down but you're going back down on the other side of the black iron gate so imagine doing that multiple times and every time you go back up the gate is a lot more higher so i'm just doing this repeatedly until i got to like the third um i guess uh flat area on top of the third tallest black iron gate and guess who was waiting for me there it was actually the devil um he was enormous and i didn't want to look him in the face um i looked at his feet and he actually had hooves this he was a fucking monster like i don't i mean i i don't feel like i should describe what he looks like but yeah it's not human i'll tell you that but um he grabbed me and he was trying to get me to look at him i just kept looking away and every time i punched him or kicked him like he just would just laugh hysterically and i pulled off one of his horns and i stuck it in his eye he mocked like he would be like 
crying and screaming, like pretending like he was in pain and that I heard him and stuff, but he just ended up laughing at me. And he proceeded to rape me. And when he touched me, like, uh, his touch felt like a blowtorch. And I was just getting burned and, you know. I screamed myself out of that dream. I have never told my I never told my parents at that time cuz I was just thinking like oh it's just a bad dream whatever. Um then I had another dream where I was in this place it seemed like it was paradise like the sky was so clear and so blue and there was mountains that had snow on top of them and everything was green you know like nature and there was like a lake that was like a mirror like it was just so beautiful and if you guys didn't know I'm a runner in my dream there was just there was this uh, black road. It had no uh, traffic paint on the road. Like it was just a plain black, black top road. And I was running. I was just so happy and so thrilled and amazed and, you know, to be at such a beautiful place. And then all of a sudden, I seen two industrial black garbage bags fall from the sky. As soon as it hit the road, everything changed. The sky was blood red. The mountains and everything just turned black. And I was, I remember being afraid to walk from where I stood because the road was so black that it looked like I was just standing in midair. It was like that black. I looked at those black trash bags because it looked like something was trying to get out of these garbage bags. There was no sound coming out from them. It was it was just, yeah, like someone or something was trying to get out of it. I was scared to go near it. But I didn't know if it was an, an animal or if it was like a person. I just got really concerned and, you know, I, I opened it and I freaked out 
at what was inside. Inside, there were human body parts and intestines and um, I seen a heart and it was beating and it was just like blood everywhere and I just I, I stepped back and I was you know screaming and crying and all of a sudden I was in a different place like I was it looked like I was in almost in like a like a cave or something. And if I were to describe what it looked like, um, it looked like I was in that I, I don't even know what you would call it, but it looked like the place where they say um Jesus Christ was um, buried, or I don't want to say buried, but he was placed in, um, I mean, I don't know, but I've seen, I've seen it on the History Channel, and, you know, it just felt like I was, like, in a room that was stone, and there was a door, um, not a door, but, like, an entryway, and it looked like the sun was just coming up and the sun was the sunbeam was beaming in through that door that doorway and a little boy came running in and he seemed really happy and excited and he was saying something in a different language and he comes in, he says what he said, and he runs back out. Um, it seemed like he wanted me to chase him or whatever, but as I'm walking out through this entryway, I wake up. So I was like, what the hell? You know, like I was, <sighs> yeah, I was scared at the first part of that dream with the trash bags. And this last dream, I'm going to tell you, was, to me, it was the scariest. Um... So I had a dream that I was walking into Kmart. <laughs> if you guys remember Kmart. We're old. <laughs> but um, I was walking into Kmart and everyone was running around. Like there was like a huge sale going on as if everything was like 99% off. Everyone was like running around with things. Like it was just so hectic and so crazy. And I remember thinking, damn, like, I wonder what I could get. You know, I was thinking, like, what I wanted to buy. And I went into the book aisle. And this part is kind of strange. 
the rest of the store was very bright. But this book aisle, no one was running through it. No one was in the aisle. And this aisle was kind of dark. So that was kind of weird. But I went into the book aisle and I love to read. So <laughs> that's why I was in the book aisle. And um, I remember looking at books and stuff. And then all of a sudden this book flew off from the shelf. And it just laid dead center of the aisle. And I was like, what the heck? You know, and I walked over to the book and I looked down and it was a a Catholic Bible. And right when I was going to pick it up, like I barely touched it. And again, it felt like a blowtorch. Like it was really hot. And when I jumped back from, you know, the, from how hot it was, the book flipped open and the pages were you know going crazy and it opened to an illustration and when I looked at it I try I right now I cannot tell you what the illustration was like I just remember seeing two people and then all of a sudden I heard his voice the devil's voice Basically, what he said to me was he wanted to play a game. And I was like, nah, nah, like, I I know better than to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, I know better than to be playing games, you know, especially with you. Um, I was already accusing him of cheating and... I don't recall how he got me to play, but I was, I ended up playing that game with him and like I was winning at first and he was getting very angry. Then he made a, he wanted to bet. So he made a bet. He was like, if I win, you get to live with me for the rest of your life or, you know, all eternity pretty much. And I said, yeah, well, it looks like I'm winning. So what do I get when I win? Then he said that he would let me go and not bother me anymore. So I was like, okay. You know, like, like, let's do this, you know, like, in my dream, I just remember being very competitive, which is very unlike me. Like, I'm not a competitive person. But we started playing and he began to cheat. And I would call him out on it. Like, I'm just like, oh, you cheated. And he would just like kind of laugh it off or whatever. So long story short, he won because he cheated and 
I remember getting up like, what the fuck? You know, like, you fucking lied to your, you know, like, I was just, like, bitching him out and everything like that. And all he did was crack the fuck up. Like, it was so crazy. I was so mad that I wanted to pick up the book and just, like, throw it, you know? But when I went to reach for the book, it caught flame and it caused me to jump back. And the book slid underneath the bookshelf. And I was like, you fucking asshole, you fucking cheater. You're, you know, I was talking so much shit. Like, I was like, you're a fucking coward. You're, you know, this and you're that. And he just was laughing at me. And this was the scary part. Um, While I'm doing all this bitching him out, my voice started to change. And my voice started to sound like him. I started freaking out. I started crying. But while I'm crying, I'm freaking myself out because I can hear myself crying, sounding like him. And I remember saying things like, like, what the fuck did you do? Like, like, why do I sound like you? Like, why do I sound like this? You know, like, I, I remember saying things like that, but it was coming out like I was mocking myself. Like, I sounded like, yeah, like I was mocking myself. You know how, like, um, I mean, I we all done it when we were kids, right? Like, if there was a kid that was crying and you're just kind of like, like, I want my mommy, you know, like, you, you know, that how we mocked and punked <laughs> other kids when we were younger. Like, that's what I sounded like. Like, I sounded like, <laughs> why am I sounding like, why do I sound like, <laughs> you know, but like I was making fun of myself in, in his voice, but it was, I felt like it was more him. Like it was, uh, it was wild. Like my voice was so loud and, you know, dark and scary and deep and demonic. And it was just, it was so scary. And I remember running out from the aisle, just running up to people. And I was saying things like, oh my God, help me. You gotta help me. But it sounded more like, you know, again, like I'm, like I'm joking or I'm mocking myself or, and I, like these people were just freaking out you know like people were scared of me and it just kind of seemed like I don't know how to explain this part but 
I remember how I said that when I walked into the store, everyone was like running around, right? It seemed like I was the cause, I like I was the real cause of everyone running around like crazy. So it's kind of like I picked up where this was going does that make sense because as soon as I approached that these people like they started freaking out and everyone just heard me crying and talking and it just freaked everyone out and so they all just ran out of the store so I thought that was pretty weird you know like I don't know. I hope I'm making sense, but yeah, like my voice cleared the store. And I remember just standing in the middle of the store, empty store, crying in this cry, in this voice, you know. But Every time I cried, again, it sounded like I was mocking myself in his voice, you know. So I remember walking outside. It was a beautiful day. And I just remember sitting on the sidewalk crying that it was a beautiful day, but I had a demonic horrific voice so that that really freaked me out now that's when I told my parents about it And so they were like, okay, well, we are going to take you to the Dehika. So we went to a medicine man. I told him everything. And um, he looked inside his crystal. And um, he told me that. I needed to get rid of my bed and I was like why just because I had a few bad dreams I have to throw away my bed and he said yes but that's not the only reason why and I said why um the crazy thing about this was I never told him in detail about the Catholic Bible. I never said it was a Catholic Bible. All I said was it was a Bible. Um, but he told me that I had to throw out my bed because he said a highly... Uh, religious catholic woman has died in that bed 
that bed was actually given to me by somebody and I don't blame that person because I feel like they didn't know you know that they didn't know that somebody passed away on that bed but he said that's the reason why he said that I was I guess she was very terrified um of where she was gonna go when she was gonna pass away so I guess she knew that she was dying but um I guess she was afraid and uh, she was so afraid that when she went to sleep she would have these dreams so basically I was dreaming all the dreams that she was dreaming so I was like holy fuck you know because me and my family like we we couldn't understand like why I was dreaming of you know demonic shit when um in my culture you know we don't we don't have things like that you know so we were just kind of wondering where that shit was coming from and my parents at first they were blaming me for watching scary movies and stuff because that's where they thought um that's where they thought I was getting that from and I was like I'm not into scary movies like that you know like I'm not I'd rather watch dramas or something like I'm not gonna watch I'm not gonna choose a, a horror movie over something like comedy or drama or you know what I'm saying a documentary like I'm not gonna <laughs> you know that just that uh I'm, I'm just not about that so when we got home we threw out my bed got me another bed and I've never had those dreams before uh, again but the medicine man he got in contact with the woman that passed away and um he pretty much set her soul free um because a part of her was still left inside the bed so you know he released released that part of her out and away from that bed that way she can um continue on living her new life you know so that was insane so yeah that's those are the dreams that I had that had to do with uh, the Catholic um, the Catholic religion um, I know it's not entirely I mean you know there's um, I would say maybe I'm not that educated when it comes to like what Christianity is or Catholic I just know from what spirits tell me and I only know from um, my clients that 
are Catholic and that are Christians and you know like everybody has their own beliefs and for them when they ask for um you know like my guidance or my opinion on something like sure it it just it doesn't matter like what religion it's just whatever's out there spiritually there are a lot of things from many different religions that I see so um we're just all I don't want to say peas in a pot but (laughs) you know like we're all there's a lot of things out there that belong to many different other things so that's why I say I respect all the spirits and where these spirits come from you know so um so yeah that's that and now um I'm gonna try and explain this as quick as I can um it's very simple but it's just it's always a lot I I still get questions um you know like people (laughs) people are very sweet like you know I I've had friends in the past that I told this to and they were like oh what if you do this or what if you do that and and it's kind of like no that that can't happen but you're such a darling for thinking of it you know (laughs) but um my prophecy um so it's written on the wall it's been passed down from my ancestors it's been passed down to medicine men and women it is said that people of medicine or people that have abilities that were born not taught but born with these special gifts they're meant to go through life alone it is said that we for whatever reason can't we're just we're just um we're unable to get married we are unable to have children of our own it is written that people despise us they don't like us they uh, people turn against us people try to hurt us um people will do whatever they can to yeah to just wipe us out pretty much um people 
yeah, like people change and turn on us. Um, it just happens. And let me tell you, I've, I've been engaged plenty of times. We were so much in love. And then just all of a sudden they would change on me. They would start accusing me of behaviors that I know I am not capable of acting like. But somehow they they claim to see that in me. Um you know, I've been accused of cheating. You know, I've been accused of lying all the time. And it's like, why would I lie or why why would I make this up? This is too stupid to make up. You know, like, it's just, just out of the blue. Just out of the blue, they don't want me no more. And every time I ask them, why don't you want to be with me anymore? I thought we we made a promise, you know, they could never, ever, ever, ever give me an answer. It is so weird. So weird. I could tell, I I could give you guys like real life scenarios of these things happening, but it's just maybe other podcasts, but people have changed before my eyes it's so crazy um I've been pregnant before I've been pregnant three times lost all three of them um every time that happened I always went to the doctor asking them why or how and they all said that I was perfectly healthy um, you know, I didn't have any, um, like anything wrong with any of my organs or, you know, they checked me for cancers, um, you know, everything. And they said that I was perfect and well enough to have children. And it's like, well, how did this happen? They could not give me any answer. So, yeah, um, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to friendships, it's the same thing. I've befriended people that I thought, well, that I wanted to be friends with for the rest of my life like we all just had so much in common and you know our minds could think alike and we went out we shared we talked we cried we hugged we you know just a perfect friendship everything could be going right then all of a sudden it's like they hate me like it's so crazy like 
it's like a relationship. Like they're accusing me of lying or they're saying, oh, I I think you talk about me behind my back. And it's like, yeah, if I talk about you behind your back, I'm talking nothing but good things. I have nothing bad to say about you. And you know me well enough that if I was unhappy with you, I would go to you to tell you so we can talk about it. Like, these people know me. Well, they should know me, right? Like, they know my behaviors. They know how I address situations. And they know. But just all of a sudden, they don't want to talk to me about anything. Like, they're just... they're minds are so set that I'm just this shitty person and it's like we've been friends for this long are you fucking kidding me like it's I've I've heard it all you know what I mean like it's just so hurtful I would cry for days and I would be missing them like I would it's like, oh, they hate me. Like, they're not even thinking about me. Like, they're they're blackening and soiling my name to everybody else. Everybody, like, they're trying to get everyone to see that, to see that I'm a bad person when I'm really not. Like, everyone's trying to give everyone this false, you know, like... That I'm just this shitty person. So. Not only did I lose one friend. But I'm. Losing everybody else's friendships. Because of what they're saying about me. That's why when people treat me shitty. That were my friends. It's kind of like you know what, why don't you guys try having a brain of your own? Why can't, why isn't anybody coming to me asking me my side of the story? That's why I always say there's always two sides to a story and you only heard one. What about my story? That's not fair. But it's too late because of that one person telling everyone that I'm this shitty person, it's like, okay, I will wait for someone to come up and ask me what really happened. Or like, yo, what's going on with this? You know, like, like what's going on? Like, what's the deal? And really care about my side of the story and being able to hear me out. But no one... No one really does. Like, no one really asks me, like, yo, what happened between you and so-and-so? You know, like, nobody does, and that's what's hurtful. So, that's the prophecy. Um... You know, someone had asked me about having children. And I said to this person, I said, um, 
I've been pregnant, but I've lost them. And the person asks, well, when if you, um, you know, kept tabs on your pregnancy, like make sure that everything's, you know, working right. You know, you're going to doctors often to get checkups and make sure that your pregnancy is good. Like every, you know, you and the baby is good. And it's like, yeah, but I, you know, things could still go wrong. Like we could be punished for going against because this person suggested, you know, like in planning, um, you know, in, in my eggs, so to speak. And it's like, well, that's kind of, it's being forced. And if it's being forced, then that means that I could be punished for it. And the person said, how? And it's like, okay, say that I had the baby. So it's either, it's like I could die giving birth. Either that or the baby just might pass away from birth. And the person was like, well, what if you both live? And it's like, okay, if we both live, then I could either have complications from the childbirth for the rest of my life or my child can, you know, have uh, problems for the rest of his or her life. So it's kind of like my child can come out, um, let's say, MR or deformed or, you know what I'm saying? Like it could come out with a mental illness or, you know, and that's, that would be my punishment for the rest of my life because I have to take care, extra more care, uh, taking care of a sick child. So, uh, people, I mean, I, I know it's just, I mean, to people, I know it's like, like, oh, yeah, 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 all these what ifs, what ifs. But it's kind of like, all right, so what you're willing to suggest is for me to try it and see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just this guinea pig. Like, I'm just this case study. You know? And there have been medicine, men and women, that have pushed it, you know? Um, And their, their lives were difficult. Because they went against the prophecy. I would never go up against the prophecy. Like I would, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't ever want to disrespect it. Um, But for me, it's kind of like, I'm not going to try to push it. And I'm not going to prevent it. So it's kind of like, you know, if I, 
if I magically get pregnant, you know, I'm just going to let it, let it go how it's supposed to go for me, you know, but people are so sad for me that they're just like, damn, you know, like you're just this wonderful person. You're so gifted. You're so beautiful. You're so talented. You're so this and that. You're so amazing. You should be able to be married and have a husband and have that perfect white picket fence life have beautiful children and you know people tell me all the time that oh god I'm gonna cry (laughs) people have told me numerous times that I'd be a really good mom because I'm so loving and thoughtful and so willing to help and you know I have a lot of love in me and no matter how many relationships I've been in and as many times as you know things not working out I still had a lot of love in me. Like, my love only multiplies, you know? Like, my love will never run out. Even after we break up, it's like, I still love you somewhere, you know? I believe that the life that we were supposed to have is still living. It's still going on somewhere in the in this in the universe, you know, like somewhere in a different world, like we're still together and we have all the children and we're happily married and I still believe that. Like, I could still love that person, you know? It's not in me to hate people, you know? As a medicine person, we're not supposed to hate anybody. All the people that don't like me for stupid fucking reasons, like... Yo, bro, I can't be mad at you. You know, like, some way, somehow, it's not your fault. You know, it's always some some kind of misunderstanding or... But if we really sat down and talked about it, like, really had a heart-to-heart talk about whatever it is that you hate me for, I bet you you would end up loving me. You know, like. But people are unable to love. They don't have any love left in them. That's why I always tell people, like. Let your love multiply. Just because some person fucks fucks you over. Like, 
doesn't mean that everybody's like that. You can love again. And someone can and will love you. That's why. It's like if you love somebody, fucking tell them. You know how hard it is for me to tell someone that I love them knowing that they don't love me. But it's like, like, yo, I still love you. You know, like, don't be mad at me anymore. Why must you hate me? Like, why, why must you not like me? anymore that's why I'm so upfront with my feelings if I'm happy to see you best believe that I'm happy to see you like why would I I don't say shit just to say it when I say I'm thinking about you I'm thinking about you why wouldn't I Somehow, some way, everyone is a part of my life. That's why I tell people, like, yo, don't you realize that what you're angry about is so stupid? But people have an excuse for everything. Oh, it's the principle of the thing, it's the it's like, do you love this person? Yes or no? If you say no, then okay, by all means, be mad. But if you still love and care about this person, let it go. I will probably never have... I will probably never have a husband. You know, a marriage. I will probably never see my kids that I want so bad. I will probably never have my own family. Like, I will probably never have friends till the end. To die alone, you know, like, I, I, I'm not trying to make this, you know, like, too dramatic or whatever, but, yo, it's, it's the prophecy, it's, it's what's been said amongst the chiefs, amongst the, my ancestors, amongst the the medicine men and women like none of them have children none of them are married that's why it's like for the past couple years like I've just been preparing myself that yo I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life that's why I'm so close to my parents because they are literally all I have 
sure I can date, but even my even my exes, they come to not loving me anymore for some odd reason. Everything could be so perfect, but then they change. And it's written on the walls. That's what's crazy. They say that people that we love, the people that we love, they'll turn on us like animals. And it's happening. It's happened. And it's going to happen. That's why when I get into relationships, it's if the relationship is so perfect. I live in fear every day that they're just going to come home and say they don't love me anymore. And it's happened. And they could never give me a reason. A good reason, you know. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear anything I have to say. And these are the people that say that they'll never leave me. That they'll always love me. That we take care of each other until we're really old. Where the fuck are these people now? They're happy with someone else. That's what. That's why I always tell people, yo, like. You don't have to stay in a shitty relationship. Because that's not happiness. Like, I want people to have what I want. (laughs) I want someone to love me. (sighs) Until I forget who I am. You know, like... I want someone to love me until I forget how to breathe. I want kids and I want grandkids. (laughs) I want someone to call me mom. This podcast was supposed to be released uh, when I recorded it, but obviously I was um, very sad. (laughs) Um, The last thing that I want to say is I just want you guys to understand the prophecy um, that people of medicine are destined to not have families like we're destined to uh be all about the people we're supposed to be for the people and for the people only we're not 
I don't want to say we're not allowed to have families. Um, we're just unable to. So, yeah, um, we're strictly supposed to be healers and protectors and that's all we're supposed to he be here for on this earth. And as I said, I've been preparing myself for the last few years um, that this just may be my life. So we're not supposed to have um, husbands or wives or children. Um, friendships are very short. And so far, it's just been the truth. It's been, it's been happening. So, yeah, that's what I was just trying to get out. And um, so, yeah, that's my prophecy. This is my life. I don't want to say my destiny, but um, it appears to be so what's written on the wall what's written in the stars what's been passed down from my ancestors and the chiefs and medicine men and women this is just how our lives are supposed to be thank you all for listening i hope you all enjoyed it and don't forget to add, rate, comment, subscribe, follow, and share. And I shall talk to you guys in my next podcast. Peace.